0: It's nice that we've had a game every episode, or almost every episode so far, but I'm, I'm a bit worried about the pressure.
1: I know, because I feel like we've done quite a lot of the, like, game, sort of ways of playing games to do with football that's the, not actually playing football. The format is very limited, yeah. which
0: we've discussed before, which is why we will be introducing video content, I assume. Exactly.
1: It's one of the reasons. But
0: perhaps we need to do a listener request for for game formats. If there's Freak. if there's something beyond our current format which is essentially two truths and a lie <laughs> Expanded. Drawn out over five minutes, then um perhaps we can we can work collaboratively
1: absolutely well it will come as no surprise that this game i have for you is essentially yes
0: (laughs) if it isn't broke
1: (laughs) now so today we're going to be talking a little bit about fifa and sort of corruption and things like that and so my game um now the head of fifa is someone called infantino which anyone who speaks italian or has a mild interest in it will know that it means little child and he really does live up to his nickname um, because he is the one who was largely held responsible for a lot of the uh Qatar, russia things um along with seb and um he has claimed some very very interesting things on expense now the game that I have for you I love this is is this one of Infantino's expenses or is it an MPs
0: Oh this is really <laughs> nice This is this is actually this is because everything is true here So this format is actually it is new It's a it's a new twist on an old favorite
1: Precisely which is exactly what we like here at Radio 110 So the first one, light bulbs. Light bulbs. That is so. Okay, so
0: my thinking here in terms of how I'm going to answer it, I feel like the boring ones are going to be MPs. <laughs> and then when it gets to like Lamborghini with the gold wrap, I'm going to be like, oh, mm, is it, is it Infantina? <laughs> it's not, you know, I don't know, Tom Watson.
1: Um, I'm going to say MP. You are correct. University Secretary David Willetts claimed for £115 worth of light bulbs. He is, isn't he the, the one who
0: introduced the tuition fees?
1: Oh, oh. hiss, boo, oh. hiss.
0: Or raised, I should say raised tuition fees. Raised
1: tuition fees. Now, this next one, mattresses.
0: Oh, you can hear the hashtag me too on this already. Is it Infantino? <laughs>
1: it is. Why did he need to
0: buy mattresses?
1: He built FIFA £8,795 for mattresses at his home and it was accepted. They paid it. So I think he must have been
0: getting the really expensive ones that the royal family have, which are full of horsehair. They're Danish. I can't remember the name.
1: Horsehair. Yeah.
0: They are the, the most luxury mattresses. They don't come in the box like all of these new Instagram mattresses.
1: Oh my God. They're
0: like royal patented Danish or Swedish horsehair.
1: So, but how do the horses, do they shave the horses? Do they... From the, from the tail. Oh. <laughs> it's
0: not just clippings.
1: A few types of horses that have hair long enough to be filling, <laughs> filling a lovely duvet. I'll put you in a 15 toga. I'll put you in a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I think I'm getting confused between duvets and mattresses. Yes. Yep. Next, £1,086 for a tuxedo. Ooh, this could be anyone. Infantino? Correct.
0: None of these MPs should be, I think it's distasteful actually in a democracy to see an MP in, a, in anything other than like a Moss Bros three piece 150 quidder.
1: Three garlic peeling sets.
0: Tricky, tricky. Obviously, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, the continental flavor of being the head of FIFA might mean it's Infantino's, um, but it is also banal. And the sort of thing that you could find in a John Lewis, so I am going to say MP.
1: You are correct. James R. Buthnot bought three garlic peeling sets from QVC. You don't need three. You really don't need three. I mean, why? Unless he's running a soup kitchen. Mm, I doubt it. Toilet seats. I know this. This is MPs. Yes. Who is it?
0: It is Derek Conway. Again, multiple toilet seats.
1: Yeah, two two loose seats at 97 pounds.
0: That's so much for loose seats. Exactly. Do you think it's one of the custom ones, like the ones that have the plastic fish
1: in them? Yes, or the like under money. The sea. Oh yeah. money, definitely. Definitely money. Now this is one of my favourite ones. A step machine. Okay okay infantino correct i am smashing you got this game a hundred percent correct yeah he bought a stepper machine for six thousand eight hundred and twenty nine pounds now this one i feel should have a disclaimer because the way he um because he had to go up before the ethics committee of fifa for all of these
0: famously rigorous <laughs> body
1: <laughs> precisely and surprisingly they didn't find anything wrong but he um, explained that he wanted a step a step machine, but that he thought they would just take it from the sort of FIFA office gym, and he didn't know that someone would actually go out and buy one. So that was why it was expensed.
0: What do you think the qualifications
1: are to get you on the FIFA ethics board? Well, after he was kind of probed a bit by the ethics committee, um, he recommended that 11 out of 13 of them were fired and they were, they were fired based on his recommendation.
0: Were those the ones that said you shouldn't have Correct. been involved in yes. this way? Yes, and they were. he just wanted to keep just, things ship shape.
1: Yeah, he just wanted them out of there, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, he's, he's not a terribly uh, impressive person, but at least he's better than uh, Sepp. Sepp Blatter one thing in Sepp
0: Blatter's favour is he's very anti-Var so maybe like some sort of old folk hero he'll kind of be trotted out by fans now who are very anti-Var and he'll become like a, a public crusader
1: oh I like that yeah he'll sort of have his renaissance maybe maybe not in the UK because everyone hates him
0: we're very accepting here we've still got Prince Andrew around oh dear oh dear so so we have been on a slight hiatus and even this recording was slightly rescheduled and i said that i would bring you a present to you say did. to say thank you um so i haven't i haven't got a physical present but i wanted to run an idea past you instead which is would you like me on your behalf to put a bid in for the tranche of emails that are being leaked on telegram that expose various ways that Russia tried to influence the World Cup bid.
1: Yes, a thousand times yes.
0: So it came out at the beginning of the month, or maybe it was kind of two weeks ago, that an anonymous Telegram account called Black Mirror. Oh God. <laughs> it's, it's all a bit on the nose, mm. isn't it? Um, allegedly had collected legitimate information on how FIFA officials had been influenced in various ways by the Russian team looking to gain the bid. And they managed to release a couple of the dossiers that they had put together on different FIFA officials to try and kind of work out what their motivations were and how they could convince them which I think is hysterical yes one of my favorite one in the dossier that has been released is one on British football executive Jeff Thompson um, who at the time was head of our World Cup bid so perhaps wasn't doing the best job. <laughs> Um, It said that he could be swayed through diplomatic channels and expensive gifts to his wife, who has a strong influence on him. I did so much research to try and find out who Jeff Thompson's wife was and try and infer how we could have, you know, what type of gift she might have liked. Yeah. But unfortunately, that my sleuthing skills couldn't go far enough. Oh my gosh. What would it take for you, as a gift, to to influence your husband to overturn his vote?
1: So this would have to be pretty big, because as you know, I'm a raging nationalist. Not true, <laughs> um, I would like to say. I mean, you, you set yourself up for it, <laughs> and then added this
0: limp level...
1: Not true.
0: ...indiality. <laughs>
1: um... Oh, it would have to be, it would have to be quite big. I have always wanted to um, go on like, oh, I know, I know. Um, I think I could be swayed um, if I was allowed to go behind the scenes of like, you know, Versailles or some big palace in Russia Um, and like dress up as sort of a previous royal and just like stay there for the week or something and then just kind of like yeah roam around and have no one else there just be me in big poofy dresses so access to a large palace yeah that's your price yes that's my price
0: that's quite a good one actually because and it's very tailored as well
1: exactly because it's not you know, obviously everyone has a price sort of money wise, but this is something that only certain people could would be able to grant me. And I reckon someone who in if in return I was putting my husband's support behind a bid for Russia, then they could make it happen. This Maybe is a
0: hermitage. This is actually brilliant because what you're doing is you are setting up pissing and contest. <laughs> You're asking them to flex as hard as they can and see what impresses you the most. True, I'm I'm weak and an agent of chaos. It would a watch. um, Really,
1: I what type of watch? Oh, a really nice watch. (laughs) watch. (laughs) Swatch. Other brands are available. Casio. (laughs) (laughs) She gave it all up for (laughs) a Casio.
0: I think it would be. I I'm you know I'm pro Russian meddling. I find it amusing. (laughs) Um, Would you like to know more about Jeff Thompson? Absolutely. He used to be known as FIFA's useful idiot. And he was sort of involved in in FIFA in a legal capacity and managed not to notice the £132 million worth of Mm. alleged bribes and illegal kickbacks (sighs) that were being traded during his tenure at FIFA. um,
1: Oh my. It makes
0: you, it makes you proud to be British. It
1: really does, because I'm I, when I was sort of looking into FIFA, I really thought that we were the good guys with this, but we just our smear campaign against everyone else was just better.
0: There, I think when it comes to FIFA, there are no good guys. I think everyone True. is so involved in the mire mm. of the past fifteen years that actually, there is no one in that organization who hasn't been touched by that who is involved in the Paris It would be I mean FIFA essentially needs to be like raised to the ground.
1: it really does and there have been a few calls for that in the past and sort of just completely get rid of it and then have either created again out of the ashes or just I mean I think you do probably need a governing body that's do very we? magnanimous yeah I think I think do. <laughs> I can understand the
0: concept of FIFA. I don't want Jules Rimet's ghost haunting oh me. Oh, my God. But um, it is something to to consider. I think that someone like Sepp Blatter or um, Jack Warner, who was the former vice president, who was kicked out after, I mean, levels of criminality that, we could devote a whole podcast (laughs) to, again, if we had the time and the resources. Seth Blatter, Jack Warner, terrible corrupt individuals, but, you know, just getting rid of them. It's a great start, but it's, it then becomes a bit sanctimonious when Mm. it's like, oh, we've we've got the rot out, you know, we've cleaned house. And it's like, no, you haven't. All those incompetents are still there. Infantino is still (laughs) getting a step machine and horsehair mattresses by his house. (laughs) So...
1: Job. exactly and i mean i think obviously anywhere that huge amounts of money are involved and also the the popularity of football it just means that fifa will always exist and will be allowed to do pretty much whatever they like you know regardless of how many documentaries that sort of the bbc makes and that kind of thing
0: can I leave you with a fun fact just to to get you excited for for 2022 yes um so the host country um spending amount in in billions from 2010 so South Africa um spent 3.5 billion dollars on on hosting the World Cup Brazil 11 billion it's rising um in Russia it was 20 billion wow Qatar has already spent 200 billion
1: but it's not even the end of 2019 we've still got two more years
0: I don't even know when that stat is from it could be from 2014 for all I know
1: that's insane yeah what are they spending it on? air conditioning?
0: new and intricate ways to murder the illegal workers that they have building their air conditioned stadiums for a tournament that will take place in winter Jesus Christ. I love that um, everyone was so outraged about the World Cup in Russia. I mean, Qatar is going to make it look like goldsmiths hosted the World Cup. <laughs> Welcome
1: to Radio
0: 110. I'm Livy. And I'm Tamara. We are on the, it feels like the 15th international break this season. (laughs) I can't remember there being so many international breaks before. Yeah. I think that makes me sound bonkers, but it does feel like we're always recording when there's an international break. And I know we have
1: been on hiatus, but our work
0: rate is not that bad.
1: No, I mean we've been pretty consistent, I would say, over the past few weeks.
0: Do you? One day we will reach uh, England's numbers. They played their a thousandth game. <gasps> a thousand, a thousand. It's such a weird. It's a. That's a really horrible word to say. A thousandth. One thousandth. One, one, one thou- They have played one thousand games, and their most recent game was against. Little Montenegro. Little
1: Montenegro on the Adriatic Sea.
0: They politely decided to go with a 7-0 scoreline. I mean, cheeky little bastards.
1: I mean, it matches what they, I think they beat them last time, 7-0.
0: At this point, it's kind of providing Montenegro with a reliable consistency that they can maybe learn and grow from. Well, maybe they'd be disturbed if there was a change on the score. <laughs> exactly,
1: if it was, you know, 7 1 or something. But no, some excitement at the game because Joe Gomez was booed as he came on. And this is following um, an altercation between him and Raheem Sterling, um, friend of the podcast. The nation's sweetheart. The nation's sweetheart, the little T Rex, Raheem Sterling. Um, following an altercation at. Um, the Liverpool Man City match before the international break and so England fans booed Joe Gomez um, at the Montenegro England match because Raheem Sterling had agreed to sit out the match because he had accepted full responsibility for the argument. Do you think it was an agreement or do you think it was a punishment? <laughs> I oh, mean, he agreed he had he, been expelled. He agreed to sit out the match. But apparently Sterling was on the sidelines cheering on Gomez as he came out and spoke out against the booing and so did Harry Kane who said that England fans should never boo. Saying never is weird. Like This is because your line
0: is that <laughs> fans should boo players as much as possible. This is what we <laughs> talked about last episode. <laughs>
1: not as much as possible just you know to kind of to express their feelings towards them you are
0: tyrannical
1: (laughs) you would have done
0: so well in the soviet system you would have been (gasps) denouncing your managers in like five seconds oh
1: completely and i mean it's just like i reckon i would have had um you know they always said that women um in the in the in ancient rome couldn't sit Kind of that close to the action when they saw sort of gladiatorial fights and things like that and big games in arenas um, because they would they were afraid that they the women would get sort of bloodlust and start behaving unwomanly and I genuinely think that something comes over me when I watch football games and it's something where I just suddenly get up and yell and scream and it just seems it affects everyone I mean I would definitely have started booing had they had they done it probably that is really scary.
0: <laughs> that is so scary I thought like I was totally with you with the gladiators I was like oh absolutely standing up and saying oh Christian Pulisic slug him in the jaw and then I'll pass out with bloodlust um at Stamford Bridge Is totally the same but I think you have to have some autonomy over your <laughs> Crowd behavior. You are essentially an angry mob. You're <laughs> determined to be part of an angry mob. And it's interesting because I was going to ask you, being, you know, uh, oh, cry God for Harry England and St. Georgia, as you are. St. <laughs> <Saint> Georgia. <laughs> how you felt. And obviously, you're still pro booing, even though it's <laughs> booing the three lions instead <laughs> of nasty foreign granite jacket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm still, I'm very pro-booing. Right. If it's, I mean, I think booing him because Raheem Sterling was punished for having an argument with him is not a good enough reason for booing. But say if the England team came out and just didn't play very well, were not in sync, none of them were trying, then I would only be happy if they were greeted whilst leaving the pitch by a chorus of angry, shouting boos. I mean, I'll try to have a little more faith in
0: your your free will. But at this point, I'm not seeing much.
1: No, I have no free will when it comes to big populist games. I mean, I... Just bay for blood you know when
0: you would have liked football mm. when people played it with severed heads
1: oh yes now that that was the good old days of football I mean none of your 1966 crap the true good old days the heads of your enemies the heads of your enemies or I think I would love um, the football that they play in Florence Calcio um, Fiorentino
0: punching with balls yeah to be fair I am the type of person that does run towards a fight <laughs> rather than away from it. Correct. But I think we're seeing in our podcast personalities that I'm soft and sensitive, and you're taking the hard line. I think I might. I think I have a heart of steel. Speaking of um, our last episode and discussion of booing, update, Keeping House, Granit Xhaka has been stripped of his captaincy. It has been awarded to forward Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Ooh, and there was some brouhaha in the newspapers about how he is really close to an Arsenal supporter who runs their, like, big YouTube channel. He's called Troops. And he's, like, been in Aubameyang's hospitality and they've put in pictures together. And they're, like... I think they're, like, internet tight. I don't think they're, like, good mates, but there's clearly some kind of relationship... And the papers were like, too much fan involvement. This He's the wrong choice because he's close to these like Emery out Arsenal kind of fan media types. Mm. So I I really hope that um, this doesn't become a reason for not trusting in his captaincy. Because when this podcast starts to align itself with players, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> spoil their future their future desire to wear the captain's armband, really. I think that would be would be sad. But it is interesting how that could intersect. It seems quite retro, because you think of players as being very removed mm. from the fans. Yeah. And not having that, I don't know, like Maradona and Naples, like going out for dinner with your friendly neighbourhood mafioso. It seems like that couldn't happen in today's very
1: kind of separate environment. True. Um, I have... Some exciting news. Speaking of sort of slightly mafioso things, guess who got a bullet in the post? If I guess, it looks like I've sent it, so I'll just
0: say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Who's got a bullet in the post this week? It,
1: (laughs) It may surprise you. But the Inter Milan team. All of them. So So it was sent. dear Inter Milan. It was sent to all of them. There was a rumour going around that it was just for Conte. But his wife has said that it's fake news and it's a hoax. And it wasn't just... Um, posted to him. So what she's saying is that it's... The whole team was still sent a bullet in the post.
0: I would not say that's the first bullet that Conte's received. I'm
1: (laughs) pretty sure William sent him one whilst they were actually... He was still at Chelsea. So if you could send something to Conte in the post, what would it be?
0: I, you know, I, I actually... I did not have that much of a problem with Conte. So... What would I send him? I would... I would say... I have nothing but good cheer for him at this point because he is in a title race with Maurizio Sarri's Napoli and I would love oh you stupid bitch Maurizio Sarri's Juventus watch me get a bullet in the post for making that (laughs) mistake I think it would be hilarious if Juventus didn't win every trophy they could this season Um, because I think it's an interesting I don't know I, i it's just more interesting than if Juventus wins everything as usual and then exactly. Sarri gets his plaudits and
1: yeah that's true and Ronaldo getting subbed off yeah, Juventus and giving flicking the V's to, yeah. to Sarri he was actually saying let's, let's go for a second after this <laughs>
0: Sari loves Juventus so much that he wore a suit. He didn't wear a single suit from the day he signed his contract at Chelsea. He was straight in tracky bottoms. But then, this is also something that Frank Lampard has done. His are a bit tight, though, I don't...
1: Yeah, his are quite tight. Tight on the calf? Yeah. So, who do they think sent the bullet? So, they don't know yet, but apparently a full investigation has been launched... So no doubt it will probably be some disgruntled (laughs) ex-employee.
0: Mauro Icardi.
1: Oh. I think you may have got onto that. But Icardi
0: is having a very nice time at PSG though. He's knocked Cavani off the position that they share.
1: He's yesterday's man. Icardi got a tattoo of their kids on his arm. The kids of his wife's Stepchildren. And, yeah, exactly. That is actually his really cute. stepchildren and apparently that was the last straw with this other less good footballer. Have you seen um,
0: Otto Mendy's back tattoos? No. They are hold on I need to show you this. It's horrible. He's got one of the Peaky Blinders. Oh he's got, stop. It. He's got someone from Vikings. That show that I didn't think anyone was watching. <laughs> and he's got someone from Breaking Bad on his back. So I want us to stay in Italy because I also have some spicy news. And actually the recent update is that of course fans have got involved and started vandalising all the players' houses. But we'll get to that later. There could be bullets in the post for all of Napoli too. What happened was is two weeks ago Napoli lost to Roma 2-1. And this has kind of come on the end of a string of bad results, losses and draws. And so their owner, Aurelio De Laurentiis, ordered the team into Retiro. Do you know what Retiro is?
1: Is it like a sort of mandatory kind of boot camp type thing? It is! Did you know that? I sort of... So I. I kind of basically guessed and... I'd also read about the story, but you can cut that out. That's okay. But do you want me to say no? No, no, no. no.
0: If you've read about it, then then that's cool. I I had no idea about um, the structure of Retiro's and how common they are in Mm Syria. And after the match, in the dressing room, players are told, you're not going home. And you have (gasps) to stay in the training camp overnight... Over a couple of nights, training, bonding. It sounds very holistic. Ooh. It sounds like fan fiction. If I'm being perfectly <laughs> honest, it sounds like slash fiction, right? It's like three days into Retiro, you know, Drees Merton started looking at Calibi in a different way. It's very... Anyway, so this is apparently a really common thing in the italian league and you basically it's it's kind of a punishment because it's very it's very infantilizing i guess and also it is really really aggressive it's like you can't even let your family know you have to go And you can send them a text, but, like, you're not going home that night and you thought you were going home that night. It's really...
1: That's horrible. So it's
0: a really extreme measure. Anyway, the Napoli players did not like this (laughs) one bit. So they decided that they weren't weren't going to do it. So, um, the Napoli players basically revolted and said, we're not doing this at all. You, you know, you stay in the fucking training camp. Um we're we're off home and Carlo Ancelotti who is the manager of Napoli hasn't necessarily come out as a willing supporter of this measure mm. and I another reason why I think it is interesting is because it's coming from an ownership level yeah and it's it's really funny because i mean i guess Abramovich's version of Rotero was inviting John Terry on his yacht but <laughs> I can't imagine that kind of owner involvement in the Premier League to Mm. sort of come down from the stands and say, you're doing this because I own you.
1: Yeah. So,
0: Angelotti has kind of been on the fence. He did obviously end up signing with the person who pays him. But then there are these rumours that um, Napoli is suing the players and that they... Are keen to, you know, protect the club's rights on an economic, capital, image, and disciplinary level as a basis of them rejecting this punishment. And then the most recent update is that the fans have decided that they are angry at the players for not accepting the retiro too, which I guess shows how prevalent mm. it is as like an accepted thing to do when there has been a run-of-bad form. Mm. And so apparently Insigne's wife, Genoveffa D'Arone, has fled Naples. Cuz she's living in fear. Two of Insigne's teammates have been burgled and their houses have been vandalized. This is Napoli, man.
1: The oh, oh, fans, it is lawless down there. That
0: ultras that is a
1: very northern position to take. <laughs> Jesus. But I think
0: it's interesting that the fans have decided to back the club in such a determined show Yeah, I by was say, it's intimidating odd. the players. And I, yeah, I guess it's the, you would like it because it's the same as, you know, <laughs> exactly. booing Jacka. Exactly. You'd I, be throwing a flare oh through their yes. window.
1: <laughs> you tried to stop me. Yeah. I suppose Napoli has always had very, very close relationship with their players, kind of often not often very you know loving and supportive but also close in the kind of sense that if they are seen to be doing something that neapolitans um don't agree with then they will act
0: that fan relationship is very very toxic and i think because it is such a city club The fans feel like the players have a duty to this historic club and are much more on that side, which I think is kind of the position that you have to take in 2019 as a fan because of the amount of movement between players and teams. Mm. So you are just going to find yourself more closely aligned to the structure of the club rather than, you know, unless you have like one club man. Um... But that that's so rare that I think that fans are going to, you know, demand all the usual punishments and and not think, oh no, but uh, they need to go home to their to their wives, <laughs> defend their wives. Exactly. Big drama. I think Big we should. Um, I think we should see if Pochettino is open to sending Tottenham to Retiro. Mm. I would watch that like it was Big Brother. <gasps>
1: Do you think that should be the next like reality TV show idea? You should pitch that. Tottenham in Rotero. Tottenham in Rotero. And it's
0: just like the cuckolded Ericsson just stalking around the training camp.
1: Would um everyone's favourite Deli Alley be there?
0: I heard some really nasty gossip about <gasps> Deli Alley last no. night. No. I actually can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh my gosh. Um, Is it anything
1: to do with Ruby Bay? Yeah. <sighs> mm. No. Mm.
0: Oh. Ah, yeah. yeah. I'll leave this scintillating for yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I cannot imagine how Premier League stars would take to, to Retiro, but I think it's, I think it would be interesting to try.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, p- potentially they might accept it more than the team in Naples has done. I think in if case. you're... Sorry. I don't know. I was just going to say, because... Obviously, they are probably more probably more well thought of, the teams in the Premier League, than Napoli, maybe. Or at least most of them are. They probably, depending on who was asking, I think they'd probably do it.
0: Speaking of Tottenham and the reason obviously the reason why Kieran Trippier left Tottenham is because of the drama not because of the football Mm -hmm. and so he is now at Atletico Madrid as I think we mentioned way back he gave an interview with The Guardian but it was was really funny because he mentioned that his nickname both in the team and now just on the streets of Madrid is Rooney because (gasps) Diego Costa just started calling him Rooney And I love this because Kieran Trippier tells the interviewer that it's because Diego Costa, the only English footballer he knows, is Wayne Rooney. (laughs) Diego Costa, who played in the Premier League for (laughs) three years. No, it's because he thinks Trippier looks like Rooney, which he does 100%. And I think it's so sweet that he's like, oh, it's because it's the only one he knows when that is clearly a lie that Diego Costa came up with. Off the top of his head. <laughs> I really liked Diego Costa when he was at Chelsea. I He was my favourite. I wish his mad energy would come back. It did remind me of one of my favourite Diego Costa incidences, which I think demonstrates his character quite a lot for listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with um, Diego Costa's particular style. During a home win that we had against Arsenal, he repeatedly slapped Koselny <laughs> and chest bumped him to the ground and then confronted Gabriel, who was sent off for trying to kick him. <laughs> and um, so your favourite, Arsene Wenger, called him disgusting in, in the post-match interview and then Kurt Zuma, who is actually still in the Chelsea team and who fun fact his middle name is Happy he's lovely um so he initially reacted by saying Diego likes to cheat a lot (laughs) but then he clarified it by saying Diego is a player who puts pressure on his opponent (laughs) he's very diplomatic his agent got to him in exactly the right amount of time but I think Diego likes to cheat a lot is also. Diego likes to cheat a lot. Diego looks like he was born 44. He's not 44 now. He won't be 44 for many years. There is no way at any point of his life he has ever looked less than 44.
1: Where's he from?
0: He is Brazilian Spanish. Mm. He plays for the Spanish team. But I think he was born in Brazil. So kind of like a Jorginho oh, Italy I situation. Um, I loved him. Truly yeah. mad truly mad. Mad
1: energy. He
0: gets banned for like eight matches in a row because he'll do oh like God. three red cards.
1: He does like to cheat a lot.
0: He does like to cheat a lot. Zoom is right. I miss him. We will be back after the international break for another episode of Keeping Up with the Premier League. In the meantime please do follow us on Instagram. Something I remember to mention only very sporadically but we are at 110% podcast
1: and send us an email or slide into our DMs.
0: Send us an email or slide into our DMs.
1: Shall I say goodbye
0: and thank you? Goodbye and thank
1: you. Goodbye and
0: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love, love, on the roof of a nine-story building. We're throwing a party. Loud Na the speakers. We're